This is the Infatuation Podcast, where I get together with a few friends and talk about Asian things and Asian people that we love. I'm Curtis, and on today's episode, we will be hitting the frozen food aisle and talking about and testing out our favorite frozen Asian food. Welcome to episode number 11 of the Infatuation Podcast. And if you've been a follower of this podcast, you know that we've talked about food a couple times, but we've never actually eaten <laughs> eaten food on the podcast. So this is going to be fun today. We're going to do a little bit eating, but we're going to also do some talking. And we're going to be talking about frozen food. And, you know, it would be great if we had an in-house chef or if we were really, really good cooks and we had the time. But sometimes you don't have the time or the money to go out to eat or, you know, to prepare a nice home-cooked meal. So what are you supposed to do? Well, if you're craving Asian food, you can hit the frozen food aisle and get frozen food. And there are so many options now. I think, you know, being... Older. So one of the things we do in this podcast, if you guys haven't noticed, is we try to get people of different ages. But if you're a little older, like me, you you remember maybe TV dinners in the 80s and the 90s, but not a lot of great Asian food. But now, if you go to the frozen food aisle, you see there are so many more options. And so we're going to be testing and tasting and recommending some foods for y'all out there. But this would be super boring if it was just me, so I had to bring along a few people to talk with us, and I brought three people who have a couple connections, but we'll start out by introducing them. We have Angus all the way in Houston. Thanks for joining us, Angus. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, sir. For us this morning. Howdy. <laughs> we're still we're still in our pajamas. Well, at least I am, but <laughs> uh, how's the weather over in Houston right now? It's actually just gotten cooler this week. Uh, it was in the high 90s, but I was able to do a walk early this morning. It was in the mid-60s. Yeah, so, and and right now it's 1 o'clock. It's about mid to low 80s, so it's not bad. Still humid, though? You always have the humidity? Uh, once in a while, we're kind of getting the, the northern winds right now, so it's a little bit dry. But later in this week, starting Monday, we're going to start getting the rain back. Yeah. So. Yeah, and still hurricane season, right? A couple more weeks of hurricane. Yeah, 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 yeah. A couple more months, yeah. but we're, we're, we're getting there. It, that should be it. All right, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, thanks for having. Thanks for coming along, Angus. And all the way from <laughs> San Francisco, we have Emily. Welcome, Emily. Hi, Curtis. Super happy to be here. Oh, I'm glad to have you. Emily's funny. Like on the first, what was it? The first week of school. Emily came over and goes, I want to be on your podcast. <laughs> yep. I pretty much invited myself. Well, you know what? Sometimes you got to advocate. Sometimes you got you to gotta make in the case for yourself. But we were trying to think about what we should do for uh, to get you on the air. And we figured, hey, food. Let's get you on the food, con- food podcast. And also, all the way from San Francisco, we have Melody. Welcome, Melody. Hi, Curtis. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's fun, right? Yeah. We did Zoom all last year, but now we're actually using Zoom for something fun. So this is good. This is good. And here's the connection. Are you ready? You guys know this connection already. You all went to the high school that I teach at. (laughs) (laughs) So that's fun. You went there, but not only that, uh, 
Emily and Melody also came back and started working at Galileo now. So, hey, that's a fun connection. So we have three, at least three decades represented here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's fun. That's fun. So uh, Melody's our maknae, the baby of the podcast. So welcome, Melody. And everybody, thanks for coming along. Um, so we were talking about food a little bit. Um what what's your background? You you got no Angus, you grew up in Hong Kong and China or just Hong Kong? Hong Kong. So born and raised in Hong Kong and then moved to the States and the first year that I went to Gal, Curtis first year, I think. Is that right? Yeah, first or second year, I think. Yeah, it was one of my first years at at, at school. You ended up going to Berkeley. Go Bears. Berkeley, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're li- you're living the American dream, Angus. <laughs> Well, and then after that, I, I don't think Melanie and, and Emily knows, but I went into the Air Force for seven years. Um, That's right. Folks know September 11 happens, you know, and went into the Air Force in the EHS or Environmental Health and Safety Career Field. And and then after seven years, transitioned into a big corporation and have been in Houston, Papua New Guinea and Russia, and then back in Houston for the past 13 years. Yeah. So you're all over the place. You could have done our travel episode too, probably. <laughs> A little bit different, yeah. yeah. You're more traveling for work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of the places like Chad and Cameroon may not be, be a good touristy spot. Depends on you. Not a lot of, not a lot of Asian food over there either. You'll be surprised. You're, you'll be surprised. So, so, so I was deployed to an undisclosed location in the Middle East. Well, obviously, it's still a little bit of Asian, but you can work into the child hall and then the folks that work there are, are Indians and, and Bangladesh, and all you ask is ask for the curry. You know, those are the little yeah. secrets, and you get all those. And and uh, even for Chad and Cameroon, some some of the cooks are from the Asian countries, and you can always do that. Yeah, I guess that's true. There's the diaspora, you know, there's Asians everywhere, so that's and especially a lot of them end up in the kitchen, so that works out for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, also Filipino food and a good adobo. Oh, ah, I miss that. Nice. Emily, what's your background? I, I don't know actually a whole lot about your background. Did you move to the States uh, when you were a kid or what happened? Yeah, I moved here when I was about six. Um, so my dad was already living here. Um, and then my mom and I came uh, in 2002. And I went to elementary school in San Francisco. Um, and then went to Marina and then went to <laughs> Galileo. So a lot of like pretty much what a lot of our students you know, go through. Um, and I graduated from Gao. Never had you as a teacher, though, Curtis. Yeah. Um, Melody and I were at Gao at the same time, but she's a year, two years ahead of me. Is that right, Melody? I think so. I graduated in 2010. Yeah. So I graduated 2012. Oh, so um, I misspoke. So you're the maknae of our group. <laughs> I mean, I'm the baby. You're the baby. <laughs> um, and then I went to SF State, um, got my BA in English education, and then went back the following year for my credentials. And then I started teaching at Gao. I, um, I did my student teaching at Gao and then uh, started working at Gao the following year. You never left. Um, and I've been there since. Yeah, yeah. How about uh, how about food? How would you describe like what you consider yourself a foodie, right? Someone yes. who loves food. Yes, I love food. Um, I'm always on Yelp 
or um, Google and trying to, you know, read all the reviews. Um, before the pandemic, I try to travel a lot. And I always think that my travels center around food. <laughs> uh, so food's a priority. <laughs> yeah. I feel like even now, I'm, you know, I, I work out pretty often. And I think that I work out so then I can Just eat so that can that I want and <laughs> inhale yeah. all the noodles. <laughs> no, it's incentive, right? When you're working out, you're like, okay, if I if I work out a little harder, I can eat a little more for dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. no, for sure, sure. Love food. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, you're in the right place today. <laughs> and Melody, what's your uh, what's your background? I don't know so much about you either. So what what's your, you ended up at Galileo and the 2000s mm-hmm. before that where were you at um so i'm born and raised in san francisco uh, my parents are actually from hong kong um so i do actually have dual citizenship with hong kong and here hey. um so every few years i would go back to hong kong and i love eating there i love going to all of my um parents childhood spots um and trying just like different food there. Um, but I have been in San Francisco. I went to Yiku Elementary. I went to Francisco uh, Middle School and then Galileo. Um, I am like a lot of our students at Galileo. Um, let's see. What You're like else a neighborhood kid, right? Did you grow yeah, up in the neighborhood? Yeah, I'm a neighborhood kid. Yeah, um, my parents still live um, three blocks from Galileo, so I actually <laughs> see all of the students nearby all the time, like during the weekends, whenever I go home. Um, yeah, I'm a neighborhood kid. I recently moved out, um, so I don't see them all the time now. I just see them during, like, working time, which is oh. How about you? Uh, are you as much a foodie as Emily, or how would you rate your foodiness? <laughs> yeah, um, not to brag or anything, but I've been a Yelp elite for a few years. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like to write reviews about different restaurants, and I like to try new things. Um, I also like Emily, where I like to just go through all of the Yelp reviews and look for what to try. I like to look at pictures before I go to the restaurant. Um, My travel is also centered around a lot of food too. I feel like whenever I go to places, I list out all of the restaurants that I want to try first. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, like maybe I'll stay in this area so that I can be near all of these food restaurants. Um, When I went to Japan, I think there was one day that, we went to like 12 places to eat because I just wanted to try everything. (laughs) Because you're like, when am I coming back? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You you do have to plan. Sometimes, you know, if you're going to make it a destination like that, you got to plan ahead of time. I was just going to say that, uh, yeah, if you want, we can drop your uh, Yelp handle in the show notes so people can follow you on on Yelp if you're interested. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a fun way to um, share your favorite restaurants, find new restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't, you know, I have kind of a, a mixed relationship with Yelp a little bit because sometimes sometimes the reviews on there are just 
I don't know. I I feel like if you're reviewing a mom and pop store, it's kind of rough, you know, if you're going to give them one star because of service or something like that, or everyone has a bad night. So always take it with a little grain of salt. Mm -hmm. But yeah, usually you're pretty safe. You get four or more stars. It's pretty safe. Yeah, I was going to say my follow up was that I would see whether they have an Insta page and then read some of the comments of some of the dishes and then I would start following them because. Um, I. Lately, I started using Google Maps a lot more or and then um, looking at the Google reviews. And I, I noticed that mm. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, too. But I find that Google reviews are a lot nicer than Yelp reviews. Um, so that's just an observation I made. And I started using Google a bit more than Yelp. I wonder what the difference is. I wonder if it's um, less anonymous on Google or if it's just, uh, I don't know. It's a good tip, though. I, I, I've done it. I do that a couple times. You know, it just always pops up when you Google a restaurant. But uh, all right, enough talking. Let's, <laughs> let's get into this. Uh, so, yeah, so this, this episode kind of came about because I was thinking, you know, how can we do a food episode where we actually eat food? Because if we go to a restaurant in San Francisco, you know, a, a good portion of our audience isn't in town. So how are they going to try it? So I was trying to think. How could we try foods together as a podcast team and uh, have people in Ohio or North Carolina or maybe even internationally be able to try this food as well? And, you know, we may be excluding people today because they can't find these dishes or these items. Um, so we apologize for that. You know, if you don't have a Trader's Joe's in your town or if you don't have an mm-hmm. H-Mart... We apologize, uh, but hopefully wherever you live, you do have some options for frozen food. But we're we're California, so we're going to be a little California-centric, but we'll try... Well, excuse me, California and Texas, but we're going to be a little, uh, for sure, North American biased here, and, and I don't know how far Trader Joe's range extends, but I don't even think they have it in Canada. They have it in, in the East Coast. They have it in New York. Not in Canada, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So sorry, Ontario. Sorry, uh, British Columbia, if, if we talk about Trader Joe's. H-Mart is big in the East Coast, right? H-Mart is all over America. Um, Ranch 99, are they are they everywhere? Do you have one down there, Angus? Yeah, we have three. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Houston is a good town for food. Houston has a lot of a lot of places to to get food but sorry germany and sorry singapore and but then japan do have costco so if it's something that that's true yeah Yeah, so hopefully hopefully we'll we'll be able to recommend something for someone but uh (laughs) again if you can't get what we're having sorry about that but we're trying we're gonna try some different things today and and recommend them to you um so yeah this is this is something for uh everyone out there right even i think even if you are a good cook or even if you do love going out to eat, I think there's always a place for frozen food. And like we said earlier, the uh, the quality, I think, has improved so much that, I mean, it's never going to replace the restaurant, right? But I think the quality has gotten pretty good where, I don't know, I think, I think you can definitely replace some of your restaurant classics with uh, frozen food at home if you don't have the time and you need something quick. Or you you're at work like us, and we have forty minutes for lunch. <laughs> you know, you don't have a whole lot of time mm-hmm. to go out and get something. It's nice to have a little Asian comfort food at the at your fingertips. So, hopefully, y'all out there are into frozen food as well. 
Um, you know, me being a, a dad of a couple kids, it's always nice to have a couple things in the freezer just in case, you know, you get home a little late or you got a hangry child, you know, at two, two o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. It's nice to have some pot stickers or something that you can get out of the freezer. All right. So we're going to break this down into a couple different challenges, uh, like we normally do. And we're going to split this into two episodes, of course. But our first challenge is we're going to look at a frozen food that you might consider a snack. I mean, all of these could be a main dish too, right? This could be a quick lunch. But these are kind of like snacks, finger food, dim sum, um, appetizers, whatever you want to call it. Uh, small plates, small dishes, small portions, but big flavors, right? Everyone likes the appetizers. Uh, so let's start with, should we go young to old, old to young? What order should we go here? I think we should start with you, Curtis. What? No, I, I never go first. The host always goes last. That's the rule around here. So uh, let's start with you, Emily. Do you have, or Emily or Emily or Melody, do you have an appetizer you want to recommend to us? Um, sure. Okay, so one of my favorite appetizers is the Korean cheese dogs that you can get at H Mart, um, and are you guys familiar with the Korean cheese dogs that I'm talking about? Yes. You know, I've never had one, but I've seen them on Korean dramas. <laughs> <laughs> Missing out of it. So I think I discovered them while watching YouTube videos, and I would just, you know, see these mukbang um, channels, and they would, it's like um what we might know as a corn dog, but instead it's like an elevated version, uh, in my opinion, and it's stuffed with mozzarella cheese, and um, I think it's amazing. It's the outer layer is really good. I'm not a big fan of corn dogs, uh, but the Korean cheese dogs, I I love. It's really an interesting phenomenon. Like corn dog is so, I think it's American, right? A corn dog is so American, mm-hmm. it's so kind of carnival food. You know, it's something you'd have at a state fair. And then it gets to Korea, and they take it to this next level. Mm-hmm. What are some of the toppings that you can find at a Korean corn dog place? Like they'll put French fries on the outside. Yes. So um, one of the first time I had one, I went to. Um, I think I was actually at H Mart in San Jose, and I tried it for the first time there. My mind was blown because you there's so much you can do. You can they put like sugar on the um the outer layer or or what you were saying the potatoes um and then inside is you know you can do all cheese or you can do half cheese half fish steak um but then the frozen one that i get is just breaded mozzarella and fish cake on a stick so um it's it's but you gotta you know i think the execution of preparing for the frozen food uh it's pretty important because uh, you can't microwave it you need to either put in the air fryer uh, i haven't tried the oven but you have to do it right or else you're not going to get that cheese pool yeah <laughs> you can't have a soggy you can't, can't have a soggy corn dog so mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah now melody you've tried these before right yeah i love getting them um I usually top it off with sugar because I like a little bit of sweet and savory. Um, but actually, like, my favorite part about, like, the whole, like, I guess, like, Korean corn dog. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Um, 
is the cheese part. So sometimes I would get those like frozen mozzarella balls um, because like you don't have to eat the fish sticks. So I just like put it in the air fryer, cut it into pieces and dip it with sugar. And it's like kind of a sweet and savory snack. Man, I feel left out. I don't have an air fryer. I have a convection oven. So I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> Angus, you got an air fryer? Nope, no air fryer. But I have a toaster oven, convection oven. I think oven will work. I think oven will work. Yeah. We'll try it. Just no microwave, guys. Don't okay. microwave this. <laughs> Might take a minute. Okay, so here's how this is gonna work. We're gonna um we're gonna go to our kitchens. We'll pause this recording. And we're gonna actually heat up our corn dogs. And I actually have a secret for you guys. I cheated. I got a I got a different one. What? <laughs> oh <laughs> We we picked our brands like uh what brand are you recommending, Emily? You like this one? Uh do we have a picture of it? Let's see. So, so the corn dog we're going to try today is the Pomwan Korean Mozzarella Fish Cake Corn Dog. Comes in a pack of five. No, how many is in each pack? Six? Five or six? I haven't opened mine yet. I think five. I think it's five corn dogs. All right. So uh, we're going to go to our kitchens. So we'll meet back here in, what, 12 minutes? How long does it take yeah, to Yeah, for the total chef, I was going to say well, you know what we could do? We could put them in the oven and then set a timer and then and then we'll come back. So let's go get those in the oven and then I'll meet you back here in like four minutes or something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Five minutes later. Okay. So we're doing this challenge and we've got uh, some corn dogs in the oven at, as we speak. And we got to You got to go slow. Emily said, don't microwave them. It's going to get soggy. So we're going convection oven or air fryer on those. But um, in the meanwhile, let's talk about some of our other appetizers that we have recommended here. So let's see. How about you, Angus? You got an appetizer recommendation for us? I have so many options, you know, just for quick bites. But for appetizers, you know, I, I go to Trader Joe's. TJ's has been throughout my life. When I live around the States, they have one in Tucson. They have obviously have quite a few in Houston. Actually just started about five years ago. And the pork shawambao is the way to go. And and like I said, you know, it, it's it's actually very hard to get good frozen shawambao because a lot of times when you steam it back up, it will burst, or when you microwave it, it just get kind of kind of too dry on one corner and and kind of like I said, burst and outside. But but TJ's did it well, and and my parents approve. I think that's 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 one of the very important points. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think it is tricky to find fresh ones, but if you go find like Trader Joe's has a way of doing their frozen food maybe better than anyone else. Um, you know, I don't want to fill this whole thing with Trader Trader Joe's items, but we could. I think mm -hmm. there are so many good Trader Joe's Asian food options. I don't know who their chefs are or the food scientists. They're magicians. <laughs> and then Emily and Melody, have you tried these Shaolong Bao before? I have not. I haven't tried the ones at Trader Joe's, but I've tried the ones at Costco, and those are pretty good, too. Um, mm. If I leave it in the microwave for too long, then the soup in it kind of disappears, so you have to do it, like, exactly how the instructions say. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think these, we and we just heated these up, folks, so audience out there, we just heated these up. I did mine for two minutes. I think the direction said 145 to two minutes. Mm -hmm. And I think I think one or two of mine exploded. No. But 
But they give you a nice little tray to catch the soup. <laughs> if it does explode, they have this nice handy little tray so you don't lose it all, so you can still have it. But I think maybe next time, 145. I think a minute 45 mm-hmm. is the way to go. And these are a bargain, too. I think I just got these yesterday. They're like two ninety nine or something like that. Oh wow, that's a that's a steal. Am I right? Is it three ninety nine? I think maybe three ninety. It's it's between three ninety nine to two ninety nine. That's maybe three forty nine. I don't know, but yeah, they're, they're yeah, definitely a steal for six. Super good deal, mm-hmm. yeah. Because if you go to the restaurant, you're you might spend eleven dollars for a uh, a round of these, uh, a steamer full of these. Oh yeah, Din Tai Fung. Din Tai Fung is super expensive, mm-hmm. but it's super good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do you have this with any kind of uh, like soy sauce or vinegar, or do you just plain the black vinegar? Oh, yeah. I should have mentioned that, but yeah. Mm. But even if you just have it as it is, they're good. Yeah, because it's got the ginger inside, so that's no. I, I didn't go that sophisticated. Oh no, no. That I'm saying that Trader Joe's puts the ginger in there for you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so you guys ready to try these live on the air here? Let's do. Let's dig in. I hope don't burn your mouth. Okay. Oh, see, Emily went prepared. She has the spoon. You gotta have a spoon and the chopsticks. <laughs> you cannot go just just chopsticks, right? I'm prepared. Right. Okay. Should we, uh, audience out there? Do you mind if we slurp a little bit? Are you okay with a little okay. ASMR on this? <laughs> I I'm not gonna edit. I'm not gonna edit it out. We're gonna leave it in. All right. So first impressions for me. I've never had these before. I was gonna say I can have these all day. Mm. Mm. Whoa! Good, right? I mean, I think that I think the microwave does it a little more harsh than a steamer would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But man, for two minutes, for three bucks, and two minutes. <laughs> so that's pretty amazing. So I was telling Melody and, and Melody a trick. And I learned that from my from my mom is you put a glass of water in your microwave that kind of tame down the force a little bit, mm-hmm. and I microwave actually for about three three and a half minutes. Mm. I should have mentioned. Wow. Yeah. Oh. You know what I did too? I, I I took it out of the plastic, and I think you're supposed to. Yep, leave you're it. supposed to leave mm-hmm. it in the plastic. Yeah. Just cut the corner. I, I was I, I was in a hurry. Yeah. I was as the pressure of the podcast <laughs> was was riding on this, so. All right, leave. I read the instructions, Curtis. I know. Well, I realized that after I put it in, I read the instructions. (laughs) (laughs) I just looked at the time, and then I read the instructions. I think the flavor is there, and yeah, oh yeah, I'm impressed. I'm a lot of really impressed. Mm -hmm. A lot of soup. I think it's better than the Mm -hmm. baby girl ones at Costco. It's actually better than some of the ones I've had in at dim sum restaurants. Really, I'm really impressed with the soup. The flavor is super authentic. I'm pretty blown away right now. I think I'm going to have to start getting these on the regular. For three bucks? Mm-hmm. And the two minutes is, is amazing because like sometimes, you know, sometimes these dishes, I think some of the other ones we're going to try later, it's like four or five minutes. And I'm not saying that's a long time, but when you're starving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always have a pack at home. Always. always. <laughs> now I got to restock it tomorrow when I go to TJ. Mm-hmm. I think I might have to, too. This would be the perfect after-school snack. Wow. After school, during mm-hmm. school. They also have a chicken version. Oh, okay. okay. But pork is the way to no, go. Yeah, pork fat. is the way to go. <laughs> Just for, for some of the folks that may not eat pork, you know, they can have chicken. And I'm holding back a little bit. I, I was telling everyone I, I, shared, I shared three of these with my daughter. So they come six in a pack. 
And I, I think six of them would fill me up pretty good. I mean, I wouldn't be stuffed, you know, mm-hmm. but it would get me through. Do you think, do you think the portion is pretty good? Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. It probably wouldn't be like a dinner, but, you know, it would be like a good like after school snack. Yeah, yeah. Or even a breakfast. Oh, oh yeah, a breakfast. <laughs> could you do this for a breakfast? You could do this for a breakfast. What would you pair it with? What would you guys have this with? Um, mm. Maybe some noodles? noodles? Yeah. Or soup. You have a bowl of soup? Yeah. Um, trying to think what I would have it with. Maybe some steamed vegetables? Yeah. Yeah, because they have so much flavor. You almost don't need to have anything else with flavor. You have something else kind of plain with it. Mm-hmm. Because this has, you know, the ginger really hits you, and then it's pretty, it's it's a little salty. I wouldn't say over salty, but it's definitely savory. Mm-hmm. So you could eat it with mm-hmm. something plain, like some plain noodles or um, some steamed vegetables, and I think there'd be enough flavor to keep it. Or you it. can go all out and lay mm-hmm. out a couple of pieces of cabbage or lettuce and steam it along with it, and a oh. true authentic style. Yeah. When I was in Shanghai, they had a, a dish. It was just these little shrimp that they catch in the river there mm. and an egg, scrambled egg, and a tomato. And they just chop it up, and then you just put a little salt in it, and that's it. That would go really well with this, I think. A little, a little scrambled egg, shrimp, tomato kind of scramble mm-hmm. with this. That would be good because this has the ginger, yeah, and the meat. can see that. All right. Good wreck, Angus. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. I think... Uh, I think people out there already know about these. A lot of people know about these, but this was actually my first time trying these, so that was good. It's amazing, Angus. Just like you said, you don't even need soy sauce. Um, I am so impressed. Like I said, I moved out of California for a very long time, and like I live in Tucson, and they didn't have a lot of Asian food, and but they have a Trader Joe's, so a lot of times I discover a lot of not necessarily just Asian cuisine, but a lot of the different cuisines for them. So I think we have a few more minutes on our corn dogs. So let's go ahead and go to Melody's recommendation. What do you got for appetizers for us, Melody? Yeah. Um, so my parents grew up in Hong Kong, and they would um, tell me about these few my snacks. Um, they're actually not real few my. They're like they're like fish cakes. So um, if you go around Hong Kong and you go to the little stand, sometimes they have like fish balls and stuff. Um, they also sell these like few my fish cakes. Um, so growing up, like I had a lot of this. And um, more recently, I've seen it in the freezer aisle in Chinatown. Um, and I like tried this and you just put a little bit of soy sauce and a little bit of um uh, sesame oil and it's really good it's just like fish balls but then it looks like sumai <laughs> have you guys had it before so it's got a little bit of a wrapper yeah a little bit of a wrapper and then what brand is this you're recommending to us here i think it's like the doll dim sum brand yeah they make a lot of like dim sum items too so i'm gonna date myself here so back in the the 80s when i was in hong kong you know, we have 7-Elevens and, and Circle K and those kind of convenience stores, similar to the one in Japan. But that's that's the kind of dim sum that they have in those stores. And back in the 80s, not a lot of folks in Hong Kong have a microwave. So we would go at like 9, 10 o'clock in the evening as a family back then and just go, go to the 7-Eleven, get a couple of those, put it in the microwave that they have over there. There was like the new toy for the time get some of the mo and 
munchan, just like what Melody was saying, you know, some soy sauce and hot oil or, or, or sesame seed oil and go tear into it. Nice. Yeah. So these are Gong Jai Dim Sum. All your Chinese is better than mine, but uh, it's the original doll brand. Nice. I bet they have different kinds too. They, this is a seafood one. They probably have a pork one and maybe a chicken one as well. They even have the lotus leaf wrap sticky rice version. Yeah. Um, and uh, they have the Shaolin Bao too. Mm. Yeah, I, I think, I feel like the... Um, the dim sum kind of stuff freezes really well. Like the pot stickers, everyone. I put a poll on Insta, our Instagram uh, a couple weeks ago, and almost everyone said no. The pot stickers is the everyone has pot stickers in their freezer because it's just it freezes really well, and when you cook them up, they taste really good. So I, I think the little dumpling kind of stuff. Now, if you go to a Ranch Ninety Nine or a H Mart. You will see the whole, you know, it's a whole aisle full of these dumplings, and there's so many different kinds, and they're so yummy, quick, easy, and it's, you know, you could do it for a lunch, you could do it for a dinner, and they're so they're really convenient. So yeah, I, I didn't have a lot of frozen food uh, growing up. Um, my dad's a chef, and my mom's a really good cook, <laughs> so I'm really lucky, but the one frozen food we would have um, is potstickers. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work, right? If you're gonna if you're gonna make pot stickers, even though I know your mom and dad could do it, they just don't want to because it's so much effort, mm-hmm. right? So much effort. Unless you make a hundred of them at a time and freeze them, right? So, so yeah, it, it's handy. I think that's what my mom did. Um, my sister just moved into uh, the dorms, and my mom just probably made her 150 wontons <laughs> that she uh, brought over to her dorm. Perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. When my mom visits me, same thing. I'll get a whole freezer of dumplings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of of our audience out there can relate to that. You get that, you know, because if you're going to make them, you got to make a lot of them. And so if you're going through all that trouble, you may as well freeze them up. And they do freeze well and they heat up well. All right. It uh, looks like you have another one here, Angus. What? Tell us about the crab rangoon from Royal Asia. So, so living around the the different parts of the U.S., somehow you, you get that Americanized Asian or Chinese food. So, so you all probably know about the crab rangoon or just cheese rangoon, you know, stuffed <laughs> with Philly cheese and stuff. But, but this is a pretty <laughs> good one. So, um, Discovered that probably about a year or so ago when during the pandemic and I just have craving and see saw that in um, Whole Foods and very well put it in the confection oven, toast them up. And and they're not the true cheesy kind of crab raccoon. They actually have like the real crab in it. So so it's not as that 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 overwhelming cheese flavor. And and it comes with that little sweet and sour sauce too. So if you haven't tried that before, definitely go for it. My mom likes to make crab rangoon whenever I have like little potlucks and stuff. Um, but she would kind of cheat and just put cream cheese and like imitation crab meat and then wrap it in these like wonton wrappers, throw it in oil, and it's done. It's actually it's, a crowd it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I've had them a couple of times, and I think Melody, your mom can you know open her own frozen food. Um, <laughs> restaurant or something um, <laughs> or her brand we didn't now we didn't buy every single thing on this list and now i'm uh 
regretting it. <laughs> I want to crab so, regular. So I, I will put it this way. You know, regular, it's like about six, seven bucks. Just hunt for the, the deals when it comes on on Whole Foods. So they can go as cheap as $3.99, especially if you have Amazon Prime. So it's an auto 10% off. Oh. That. And then if I remember, it's at 80. It says real, real snow crab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're saying normally like six bucks. Six or seven. Ooh, yeah. Okay. But then, like I said, I when I stock it up, when I see it, it's on sale, when I then I would stock them up. Well, and that's the beauty of frozen food, mm-hmm. right? We we didn't talk about that. Is not only is it convenient, but it it can last a while. So you can shop, you know, once, and if you find it on sale, get five of them, you know, and it'll mm-hmm. it'll go six months, you know, it'll go for a while in the freezer. So that's another handy thing. All right. Great recommendations. We're still waiting for our corn dog. Why don't we take a time out here? Go check on our corn dogs. And we'll be right back. Um, just one quick note about the corn dog. I forgot to tell you guys this, or the cheese dogs. If you guys have the sweet and chili, Ooh. sweet chili sauce, yeah. do you know yep. what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the if lumpia sauce. If you have sauce. that, you need to. That's my favorite combo. So I dip the cheese dog in the sweet chili sauce. Mm. Okay, so definitely grab that okay. if you have it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tips from Emily. One of the must-have in the fridge. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back then, guys. Have you tried these yet, Angus, or first time? First time for the frozen ones. We have we have the, the K-Dial stores here, so I've been getting them. But yeah, mm-hmm. but I haven't had the ones that have the, the fish paste as the, the, the coating. Yeah, the, the fish cake is not my favorite part, but I like the cheese part. I think I'm going to get some sugar, too, like Malibu. Yeah, I got some sugar, and I got some of the chili sauce. That's chili sauce. Yeah. Nice. Actually, got mine from Trader Joe's. They have it. Oh, they have? Whoa. They have what? It. Yeah, they have a sweet chili sauce from Trader oh, Joe's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the... Like, oh, the not the corn dog. dog. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> no, just the sauce. Yeah. Just the sauce. I had to go to H Mart. I was going to say, one of the must-have to have in the fridge is, is that sweetens, whatever, the chicken sauce or whatever we call it. Yeah. It's got a little spice. Mm-hmm. That's that. Isn't that the one that BTS had for the McDonald's meal? They had the. <laughs> was that it? That was their sauce. I thought yeah. it was the Cajun sauce, wasn't it? They had two. Cajun and they had the oh, sweet okay. chili. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, how did they end up getting Cajun sauce? Because it's more like Southern Louisiana's, I feel. But yeah, I guess the audience wouldn't understand, you know, gochujang or something. Like that. <laughs> All right, hey, we're back, and we are loaded with. Corn dogs. Now, <laughs> all right, full disclaimer to the audience out there, I cheated. Emily recommended a fish cake one, and I wasn't feeling the fish cake. <laughs> so I went with the hot dog version. It's uh, made by Latte. Uh, Ooh, that's a good brand. Yeah, so this one is the hot dog. I have the actual hot dog one. And the one that Emily is recommending is the, what did we say? It was the Pumune Korean mozzarella fish cake dog. So three out of four of us are trying that one. And I'm going to try the hot dog one. You can go whichever one you want out there. But one thing Emily did say must have is the sweet chili dipping sauce. All right, we're going to do a cheese pull on three. 
Wait, how hot are these? You gonna burn yourself? Be careful. <laughs> Don't hurt. Don't hurt yourself. I think you'll be okay. All right, ready? Cheese ball. Mm. <laughs> oh, Angus got okay. Angus might win. Angus, oh no, Emily. Oh. <laughs> Man, oh that, my god, Emily got it. That was fun. That was fun. All right. Um. I think I did convection oven at um. What what was your temperature? Mine was um 180 Celsius. So that was about 350. Mine about 350. I did 375. Yeah, so it's about 12 minutes. Yeah, 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're really in a hurry, but Emily said don't do it. But if you're really in a hurry, you could go two minutes in a microwave. I think the instructions also said you can put it in the microwave for a little bit and then put it in the air fryer mm-hmm. if you want it to be even faster. Mm-hmm. But if you have an air fryer, don't use the microwave. <laughs> yeah. What do we think? Oh, yeah. What do I think? Hmm. Good. I love the mozzarella cheese. It's pretty filling, too. I mean, mm-hmm. a, I mean, it's a big chunk mm-hmm, of cheese. Yeah. To be completely honest, and, you know, you were saying this, Curtis, but the fish cake is not my favorite part. And if I could have it my way, I would, you know, I hope, I don't know if they have one out yet, but. Get rid of the fish cake, all cheese. That would, that would be my ideal, uh, cheese dog. That's why you have to try those mozzarella balls. So it's like the same mm-hmm. texture, the same crunch, mm-hmm. but then they're in balls and they're okay. only cheese. Oh. Mm. And it's not even on a stick. They're not on a stick, so you don't get the uh, full okay. fun experience of your cheese pool. <laughs> if all you want is a cheese, that's the way to go, Melody, right? Okay, I'll try I'll check that out, Melody. Thank you. Yeah, I would have to say the fish cake is it's kinda yeah. <laughs> it's not the star here. No, uh, yeah, definitely not, but but that that cheese is good. And I, I didn't realize there was still a little bit of of a hot dog in the steak too. What do you guys think about the outer layer, like the breading? Good crunchiness. I like that. I mean I'm sure it's better if you get it right out of a fryer, you know, like if you if you're at a at a restaurant, like we have one in the city here on Terraville called Sticks, mm-hmm. and I haven't tried it yet. So this is this is actually my first Korean corn dog in general. Oh, wow. But yeah, I, I can imagine getting it right out of the fryer would be pretty awesome. Sticks is amazing. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. This wave hit Houston probably about six to nine months ago. So we have about each of the H Mark has their own, you know, the food stall, and one of them is just dedicated to K dogs. And then there was some other store that would combine with like mochinets and and other stuff that would do K dogs too. Yeah, but it's super fun. Um, yeah, great snack. Be a little careful if you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> but but yummy. It's worth taking a lactate pill for. Taking a lactate pill and doing a couple of extra steps on your uh, your mm-hmm. your walking. I didn't even check the calories. What are we? How, what are we at on calories here? Two thirty eight. Don't look, yeah, don't look, but uh, I am looking. 238, that's not terrible. That's not terrible. That's what, an extra mile? <laughs> I was wondering whether the, the hot dog itself is also fish, because if that's the case, then it would be pescatarian friendly. That's one thing that I haven't talked about, because I'm actually a weekday pescatarian. So during the weekend, mm. I eat anything, but during the week, I only eat seafood and veggies. Mm. So... Shallow bows only on weekends. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot of shrimp dumplings you can do, though. You could do a hog owl. Oh, yeah. 
All right. I need a beverage. <laughs> Swimming was, along. That was good. And we're only halfway done. We haven't even, <laughs> we haven't even done our two other entrees. All right. Pace yourself, guys. Don't fill up too early on the appetizers. That's actually my fatal flaw is if, if there's good appetizers, <laughs> I will fill myself up on these. So that's one thing when I travel is that sometimes I may not go for the entree unless the restaurant is really famous for something. But a lot of times mm-hmm. I want to try the, the, the chef's skill and different things. I just order three to five appetizers and just go from there. Sometimes they would have a small portion of the entree as an appetizer, and I would just order that. And, then, and that's kind of my go-to sometimes when I travel. No, we, we do that. Like, if I go to a place like um, Chili's or Applebee's, you know, I'll, I'll make a meal out of the appetizer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they always look better than the main dishes anyway. All right, let's keep working our way down the list here. Um, we got, oh, here's another TJ wreck from Angus. Another Trader Joe's wreck. So, Angus, you got another recommendation down here. Yeah, so, like I said, I, I just because Trader Joe's is so accessible, and and, and we talk about how, how good they are with some of the, the Asian cuisine. And another one that I go for is the Taiwanese green onion pancakes. There, there, there are so many types of green onion pancakes for, or, or scallions pancakes. There are some that are very thick and, and kind of starchy. And they're the ones, from this, these ones from Taiwan or, or the Taiwanese ones or the thin, crunchy ones. And that's kind of the type that I like. And they're also very simple. You buy them, put it in the pan two, two and a half minutes each side, and mixing, you know, you have a good snacks before dinner. You got to do it in the pan, yeah. right? It's got to be crispy. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of like a puff pastry dough when you take it out from the package. So, mm. so it's not like you can microwave it or or it's not a, a pre-fried green onion pancake. It's actually just, just dough, so you actually have to cook it. But it doesn't take a lot of effort. I mean, like I said, if you have a flat pan couple minutes each side, a little bit of oil, and you're good to go. Yeah, no, we love those over here. I haven't had this brand, but we get some from Ranch 99. Um, these are flaky, would you say? They're nice and puffy? Um, they were not. They were like the thin kind. Yeah, oh, they're not the, the fluffy, uh, layery that type of uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll try that one. My, my daughter loves them, but she likes the flaky ones. So I didn't get them, but uh, yeah, there's this brand. It's in a yellow package over at Ranch 9. I'll look it up, but I, I really like that one. It's nice and mm-hmm. flaky, kind of the roti style. Yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about because my cousin loved that one too. Yeah, and it's interesting that, you know, this kind of flatbreads traveled, right? Like you have them in Taiwan here, you have them. But if you go Southeast Asian, it's more like a roti right and then malaysian or singaporean they have their version and uh myanmar burma has their version it's it's really kind of interesting and then you get to india of course and they're like flatbread kings over there right so uh oh yeah you mentioned that you know tj's also has the garlic naan those are good i love getting those are those frozen Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay i haven't tried that i haven't tried that or the green onion pancakes um so I should give those a try. Yeah. Yeah, I like to also add an egg when I, like, pan fry the mm-hmm. green onion pancakes and then, like, kind of have a scrambled Ooh. egg with it um, for extra protein and tastes really good. So you make kind of a wrap oh. out of it? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you roll it up into a wrap or do you just eat it separately? I just, like, cut it into pieces, kind of like how you would eat the green onion pancakes, but I just, like, it. sometimes I would make it for dinner, actually. Like, I just eat appetizers mm. for dinners. And it's vegetarian, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of go on vegetarian. Well, I, eggs count. I don't know. <laughs> but not vegan, but you're veg. You know, not eating meat. So that's good. 
for the planet. Mm -hmm. And it looks like the Trader Joe ones are um, vegan. Oh, mm. probably. Oh, yeah. I haven't so, yeah, yeah. Didn't notice if they are. Yeah, it says vegan. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That is cool. Uh, let's see, Melody, you want to recommend these egg rolls to us? Yeah. Well, I I just in general like to eat egg rolls sometimes. Um, I like to get like lumpias and like just like random egg rolls, like veggie egg rolls or pork egg rolls from like the grocery stores and just toss them in the um, air fryer. I like to pair it with that like Thai chai chili, like sweet and sour kind of one um, whenever I want like a little crunch. Um and that would kind of be like my after school snack. And this is not an ad for air fryers. <laughs> <laughs> they change your life. Like the small things, yeah. like a big piece of chicken doesn't, you know, it doesn't work real well in an air fryer. But you get the little appetizer size, bite sized things in the air fryer. It's like perfect, right? Actually, I cook all of my like chicken. I make chicken wings in the air fryer. I make chicken thighs in the air fryers. Oh, yeah. okay. You can make kind of like a air fried chicken thigh with like the skin and it gets really crispy mm. but i feel like you know i have a family of four mm. and so i kind of feel like it wouldn't be the most convenient for us to cook a dinner in the air fryer like a chicken thighs um you know one or two portions maybe but for these appetizers that's that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking that this would be perfect for the air fryer but uh we go convection oven i think it's pretty similar but maybe air fryer is a little faster and a little uh, maybe a little crispier, maybe. All right, guess what, guys? Well, that's it for episode one. I know, right? We're just getting started. We're going to go, Ooh. let's go hit the treadmill for 20 minutes, <laughs> and we'll come back and do episode number two. Just kidding. Uh, we're just going to power through. We can power through, right, girls and guys? We can do this. Oh, so, yeah. um, that's it for just episode number one. We're definitely going to dig deeper into the frozen food aisle next week. Uh, thank you for dropping by. And trying food with me. It's fun to eat together on Zoom. I've never eaten together on Zoom, so that's kind of You're having happy hours? No, we we no, we've, we've we've had drinks together on Zoom, but we've never I've never had like food on Zoom. I don't and know. Taste testing. Have you guys had Zoom? No. Not food. Not really, right? So so yeah. last year, actually was it earlier this year? During the pandemic, obviously I live in Houston and my whole family is in the Bay Area. So we actually did low hay at home, you know, in Zoom. So they would, they have their, their plate and I have my little plate and then we did it together. And, and then my parents right. actually did quite a few dinners that way during the height of the pandemic. Because that's what Asians do, right? I guess you, you can't just sit around and talk. You got to be yep, eating. Yep, yep. There's only so much you can talk about. So you just kind of sit in silence sometimes? You just be sitting there eating, <laughs> not really talking? But someone would be talking and then you take a bite and then another person would talk and yeah. I mean, it's a thing. I know people do it. I just haven't done it. So this is different. All right. Well, hey, everyone out there, give us your recommendations. You can uh, email us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also, I think we're going to put all this food. Oh, I've been forgetting to take pictures. <laughs> uh, well, we'll put some pictures of food on our Instagram. So if you want the full Infatuation Podcast experience, you got to come by our Instagram. Our handle is at the Infatuation Podcast. Um, so we'll put some of the pictures of the food. We already ate the corn dogs. <laughs> we already ate the. But uh, we'll. I'll put the wrappers. <laughs> I'll take pictures of the wrappers and put them on our Instagram. But thank you for coming by and listening, everyone. And please check us out wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes pretty much every Wednesday. 
Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we hope that you are all happy, healthy, and safe out there. Thanks again, and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.